0: And welcome to penpodcast.com with your co host Nico Pingen of Pen for Hire NYC. Today we are joined by Carrie Cooper. Carrie, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thank you so much for having me today.
0: And now, for those that may not know, what does that LCSW stand for?
1: Sure, that stands for Licensed Clinical Social Worker.
0: Okay, now what, uh does that entail exactly?
1: Sure. So I am a holistic psychotherapist and I mm-hmm. have my degree in social work and licensed clinical social worker. So I have my private practice where I give therapy to teenagers and college kids.
0: Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have a passion for having uh, the patients to work with erratic, eccentric, bouncing off the walls kind of minds, huh?
1: Yes. You either love that age population or you hate it. And (laughs) I love it.
0: Yes. There's like literally no in between. You can, you can literally (laughs) feel the energy of somebody that can have the patience to deal with you. If you, especially if you have like ADHD or just like overly energetic at that age, or, you know, maybe the complete opposite where you just don't want to talk to anybody. And it's so hard to just like yank out a word or two just because they're so like, turtled up emotionally and don't want to speak?
1: Absolutely. You have to be comfortable with some silence.
0: So that's actually pretty interesting that so you use therapy and uh, psychotherapy as a more specific uh, therapy to essentially help uh, this targeted age group.
1: Yes, absolutely. Kids normally come to me who have anxiety, depression, as you mentioned earlier, ADHD, or overall just a lot of stress or just a lot of trying to figure out who they are. Like that's kind of the age for it, trying to figure out who you are and what you're doing in this life. So they come to me and we really look at the whole person very holistically, not just the symptoms that they come to me with, Mm -hmm. but you know, their whole lifestyle um, and try to make changes and give them some skills not just for the present moment, but for life.
0: Hmm. Now, what gave you the original idea to help this targeted age group?
1: I think just from going through high school myself and not loving it and having a lot of friends who would always call me when there was something wrong. Hmm. You know, I got used to listening to other people and I really enjoyed it and I really felt like this population needs people out there to hear them and to be able to be a sounding board and to, you know, get them going in the right direction. So I knew from a very early age that this is what I wanted to do.
0: Now, one of the things that you stress on your website is the fact that outside of academics, which is very important, that students receive a lot of assistance regarding uh, that area, but they lack a lot of assistance regarding emotional health. And that's something that you're uh, putting into a very strong emphasis that teenagers and young adults need a lot of assistance or a lot of training in understanding and learning how to manage and cope with emotional health.
1: Yes, I think it's something that we've neglected. You know, when a student is struggling academically, there's so many services for them to get the help they need. And Mm -hmm. the same really needs to be in place for mental struggles. I mean, everybody has on some level struggled with their mental health. So it's about being able to provide them with resources and the tools to work through that.
0: Mm.
1: I mean, a lot of kids go off to college and they are completely Mm -hmm. academically prepared for college, but they're not prepared emotionally. And that's when you see a lot of kids, you know, coming home after their first year, not returning, or just failing out because the stress was just overwhelming. You know, my phone tends to ring in December after that first semester off at college, and they didn't do so well.
0: Mm, That's actually pretty interesting. So this approach allows them uh, to understand not only that there is upcoming stress, because that is life, life is full of stress, but essentially Mm -hmm. how to manage and how to deal with it because adults pretty much have that grasp already in this, this specific area of life. Like they're first being introduced to things that they didn't know would add stress or are right. as stressful.
1: Yes. It's about learning to be able to cope with things, mm-hmm. not expect things to be going perfectly. A lot of kids these days have this expectation that everything needs to be perfect. Mm
2: -hmm. And if it's not
1: perfect, lots of times they just go, forget this, and they walk away from it and they they won't try and they won't engage. So being able to say like, no, it's okay. And our failures are what helps us grow in the long run. So you you have to go and you have to try. And sometimes when we try new things, we're anxious and it doesn't feel good. And instead of running from that feeling, how do we work through that feeling and achieve something?
0: Man, you're you're hitting on the nail. That's so spot on. Because a lot of people when they try to do something for the first time and they're not that good, they just give up, you know, whether it's mathematics or science or whatnot, as soon as they're not that good and they have this notion in their head that the standard has to be excellent. And if you can't hit it, then you're nothing, you're nobody. And a lot of the times we are our, our own worst enemies and we're our harshest critic. And you know we have like all these conversations that are like just beating ourselves up mentally, and like you said, like you know with them having emotional help, ha- having emotional health be like a top priority for individuals at this age group will help them tremendously in the long run.
1: Absolutely, and what you said is so true. We are so harsh on ourselves. I tell the kids I work with all the time: listen to your inner voice. Would you mm-hmm. ever speak to your friend like that? And they're like, no, I would never say that to my friends. Right. But you're saying this to yourself.
0: Exactly. Like, oh.
1: Yeah, you gotta you gotta talk to yourself the same way you would your best friends.
0: Right. You right. have to
1: love yourself. You can't just keep on loving everyone else. You gotta mm-hmm. give your love back.
0: You know, it's like flowering. It's like giving water to like all the other flowers around you, and on your own flower, you're, like you're crushing your own hopes and your own dreams. Like, oh, you're never gonna go to that school. Why even try? You're never going to get that grade. Why even try? You're never going to do that or achieve this or achieve that. Why even try? And so having that mental health, that capacity to be able to say, you know what, even though I might not be able to do that today, someday I will be able to do that. But today I got to make sure I I take care of myself so that way I can get to that tomorrow.
1: Absolutely. And our brain tricks us. Our brain, you know, will produce some anxiety with something new and immediately Mm -hmm. we think we can't do it but it's just out of fear.
0: And now when you decided to create the mental health uncensored 10 foundations, every parent needs to know book, what was your original mission regarding this book? What did you want the book to specifically do when you first started?
1: My original mission was this book was created during COVID and mental health was at an all-time crisis especially for this population Mm -hmm. so i got to the point in my practice i couldn't take on any more kids than who i already was seeing all my friends who were therapists were completely booked like we just couldn't get the information out there and the help Mm -hmm. out there quick enough so i said you know what i just need to write it all down because what i'm saying to most of my clients it's the same theme it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's the same. You can't sleep until two o'clock in the afternoon. You have to get out of bed. You have to, you know, get into routines. There's certain things to put into place that will build your foundation where you can then achieve better mental health. So I really wrote this book because I just needed parents to see what they could be doing on a daily basis to build up that foundation. Because if you have that, it's easier. It's not perfect, mm-hmm. but it's. You're starting from a better place you're able to respond to stress better you're able to focus better you're able just to think clearer so that's really why i wrote this book i mean there's so many times i just almost repeat the conversations with you know kids over and over again so i needed to just say it and i think you know one of the things the book focuses on there's 10 foundations five of them are physical Mm -hmm. and i think people forget that you know this is all connected our body and our mind Right. So if we're eating absolute junk, if we're not hydrated, if we're not sleeping, if we're not moving our bodies, there is no way we are going to feel good.
0: Mm. So that's why it's a holistic approach to it.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the penpodcast.com, produced by Pen for Hire. One of the best things about independent publishing is that anyone can publish a book. But one of the worst things about independent publishing is that anyone can publish a book. Don't fall into the trap of trying to master the process on your own for the first time and think you can compete with authors who have already figured it all out. Let us help you put out the best possible book. Visit our website at www.penforhirenyc.com to get your free consultation today. And now back to the interview.
0: Okay. That and how were you one. able to choose that theme? Because you mentioned that, uh, you know, you, you essentially chose the one that was overlaying, but how did you choose the one that covered every conversation or at least most of the conversations that you've had with your clients?
1: It was actually easier than I thought because um, I'm really saying a lot of the same thing. So when mm-hmm. you look at the mental aspect of it, I talk constantly about kids being able to say no to others and be able to start putting themselves and their needs first. I mean, that's like Mm. a trend I speak about all day long. No, you can't be on the phone until two in the morning talking to your friend because they're having a crisis. You need to sleep as well. You know, you have to put up boundaries at some point. Mm. And we have a lot of kids, especially in my office. They're so empathetic and that's a wonderful quality, but Mm -hmm. you can't just give and give and give and right. feel everything from everybody else because it drains you. Mm-hmm. So being able to say no and setting up those boundaries. And a lot of the times these kids are learning this behavior from their parents. Mm-hmm. Very well-meaning. But you know, you know the moms who say yes to everything and then are completely burnt out and stressed and screaming at their children because they're trying mm-hmm. to do 20 different activities that they said yes to and they didn't want to do it. <laughs> They didn't want to volunteer at the school that day for a bake sale, but they said yes anyway.
0: Right. Hmm. So that's That's... one
1: of them. Um, And also, you know, just kids being able to deal with disappointment. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to be disappointed in life and that's okay. It's how you handle it. It doesn't need to crush, you know, your whole day if something goes wrong. So how to bounce back quickly, how to take it in stride. So those are the things that like I just noticed that I'm saying all the time and that we're working mm-hmm. through all the time. So I had to write them down to really get it out there.
0: And did you did you try writing it in a multitude of different ways or every time where you actually did think about writing the theme it it was just a very simple way of expressing it over and over again?
1: I sat down and I just did a general outline at first and I was like, "Okay, what am I saying constantly?" And Mm -hmm. I broke it into the physical and the mental. And then I really took it chapter by chapter of exploring them, of showing the research that also supports all this information. And then, you know, how do parents fix this? How do they change it? How do they implement it into their homes? So I did a deep, deep dive into each one.
0: Okay, that's actually pretty cool. And in regards to creating the book, um, what did you find was the biggest joy that you had? in regards to making it, you know, making a reality.
1: It was so amazing to, you know, every time I reread it and redid another, you know, revision, I was like, I can't believe it keeps growing. Like, this is amazing. I kind of equated, you know, writing a book to like being pregnant and childbirth. Like this just keeps on evolving. This is amazing. (laughs) It was a really cool process. Um, You know, I've never written a book before. So this was brand new, and I have to say mm-hmm. the actual writing piece of it was easy because I knew what I was going to say. It was really mm-hmm. everything afterwards in terms of you know trying to design a, ty- a cover and the formatting and that technical stuff that I don't enjoy.
0: <laughs> now, in regards to the cover, uh, could you describe what went into choosing that cover,
1: or was so it showing had- for you? I had a few different designers um, working on this because I kind of wanted a few different takes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wound up really combining a bunch of their visions because I liked one, you know, one part from one person, I liked the color mm-hmm. theme from another person. And I just kind of pulled it all together and then created one solid one. But I felt like I didn't know what I wanted at first. So I didn't give the designers much to go off of. Right. So they were just really creative. And there were some elements that I just loved from each one of their designs, but none of their designs immediately spoke to me. So I needed to really re- you know, revise the whole thing.
0: Oh, so then afterwards, when they gave you some, then you were like, it's a little like this one with this <laughs> one, but with this color yes. scheme. And like this 100%. here,
1: percent. Okay. Pull that picture in here. Use that font over here mm. and this color here.
0: <laughs> oh, that's actually pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It's like, it's like an orchestra just directing and, and making sure everybody's like putting together an amazing, amazing piece, uh, which well done in doing so. Now, when you were reviewing the book and you were reading it or uh, reviewing it with your editor, And with uh, beta readers that at any point that they mentioned anything, maybe any critical feedback that you took to heart and you were like, man, you know, if I really do this, it'll improve. But like, oh, I don't know. Or I did everything that they gave you was like nothing that was too harsh in regards to the material.
1: So that's a really interesting question because nothing came back that was too harsh regarding the material. But I will tell you maybe a week before I was ready to be like, okay, let's publish this. I went, oh no, I don't think it's ready. And all of a sudden, all of those you know, doubts in your head mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just come flooding out. And it's like, no, 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 this isn't good. This chapter's not okay. I could have added more here. And I had to pull myself back and say, stop the voices in the head. Stop all the negativity. Right. Stop thinking about how people are going to view this or judge this. Mm-hmm. I know that this came from my heart. I right. know that this needs to be put out now. I could sit here and revise it for another five years. That's not going to be helpful.
0: <laughs>
1: so I just need to say, this is the best that it is right now. And I'm right. putting it out there.
0: Right. And you're pretty much putting, you know, your heart, your soul, your energy, your expertise, the, the things that you went through and, and it's all in order to help those that are struggling, because there are people, you know, of that age group that are needing people to, you know, be much more patient with them. They, they need people to be aware that they can't control certain things, certain energies, certain anxieties. They can't control that. So in, in, instead of just jumping the gun and, and hating on young people and hating that they don't understand how to control all this pent up energy or all this like, you know, ADHD or PTSD Mm -hmm. um, kind of mindset, instead of just hating, because that's what I usually think, that's just hating, you know, being much more patient and waiting on them and then being there to assist. Because the moment that somebody is willing to help, someone's willing to listen, like you mentioned earlier, just listening, like I didn't realize how important listening is until like there's nobody there to listen to you. Then it's like, ooh man, I need somebody to listen to me.
1: Right, absolutely. You know, we're social creatures, we need to feel connections, we need to feel like somebody is there for us that they're hearing us. And, you know, I had to get that information out there as well that like, we're losing that. Mm -hmm. We are losing that connection. It can't just be all, you know, electronic. I mean, some of these kids are dating people they've never even met in person. It's just, you know, people online. And Mm -hmm. in the homes right now, you know, everyone is separated into their own bedrooms and playing on devices and they're not connecting. Like we have lost that and we need that as human beings.
0: Oh, I hope, I hope in the book that is stressed because that is 120% true without that human interaction, without that human connectivity, people, you know, they lose their, that, that glow, that energy that, you know, it's like pre COVID that energy was there. And then as you mentioned, you know, COVID just like sapped away a lot of that, took it away. People having to go to school remotely, having to have interaction remotely with other people. Like I can only imagine how somebody that must've been like, I want to see you every day face to face. Now you can only see your friends for like six, eight months virtually. And now you got to go back. And now there's that disconnect. So yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people definitely need to hear about more about this mental health because it's definitely affecting a large majority of people.
1: It is, I don't think people realized how much grief people experienced over COVID. I mean, we lost connections with people. We lost mm-hmm. our normal day activities. We lost you know, many people seeing you know, extended family members. Like we lost things. Mm-hmm. And these kids, for them especially, it was a big deal to lose a graduation. To lose a prom, to lose their sports season. That is not something they were prepared for. Right. And I think that, you know, as adults, sometimes that doesn't always click with us, that mm-hmm. they grieve as well.
0: Yeah, I think it's hard. I think it's much harder for an adult to see a younger individual and understand that they have feelings too.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs>
0: I, I don't, and they have I don't know a lot of is.
1: feelings. <laughs> yeah, and,
0: and their feelings are very strong. Oh, very yes. strong cuz they it's like almost it's like they almost only know how to feel. They don't know how to do other stuff. They only know how to feel and there's there those are so those those feelings are so strong like if they're not checked, they can go like on a a, a complete and utter rampage, which is why, you know, that mental health is is really important because they only know how to feel. That's why when they're in love, it's like they're in love. Oh,
1: they're in, they are in. And it's so true. I mean, parts of your brain are not developed until mid twenties and that's Mm -hmm. the logical parts. So everything else, they're just based on, you know, massive emotions. Mm -hmm. You absolutely said it correctly. So we need to realize that when they do things that are just completely not logical, it's like, well, yeah, they're still learning. They're still growing.
0: Yeah, you know, teenagers
1: do stupid things because their brain just isn't there yet and they that's okay it's, of how it it's how you learn it's how you learn yeah
0: and then they learn by making that horrible mistake and you know and then they feel that the world is ending that you know the person they cared about is no longer there mm-hmm. or the path of life that they originally chose is no longer what is going to make them happiest they're looking at all their friends, making lifelong decisions. And, you know, they might be the friend. I used to always be the friend. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. And everybody else is like, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And, and then I was like, you know what? I, I got to decide what I'm going to do. Because if not, I'm just going to be running through life not knowing I'm going to be lost. And I'd rather at least know I want to do something rather than I have no idea what I want to do. Because at least if I want to do something I can help somebody else who's like, hey, how did you decide what you wanted to do? It's like, well, I was having a hard time figuring out what I wanted to do. And I realized I want to help other people that don't know what they want. (laughs) It's a simple solution.
1: Right. Yeah, a lot of it is about growing and being able to make those mistakes and to recover from them. And that's something I actually talk about in the book as well, that parents need to learn to let go and let their Mm -hmm. kids stumble and fail and be able to pick themselves back up again. And I think, you know, well-meaning parents want to make everything good and easy and they're not helping their child. They're really hindering because these kids are going to college or, you know, after high school and they just don't have the skill set to problem solve anymore.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that they might be really bright. They might be really smart academically but when it comes to emotional um you know issues they
2: might not be up there thank you for listening to the penpodcast.com produced by pen for hire those who fail to plan plan to fail while many writers are capable of writing entire novels without ever planning or getting writer's block most need some kind of structure Taking the raw thoughts out of your head and organizing before or during the writing process can drastically improve quality and efficiency. Visit our website at www.penforhirenyc.com to get a free consultation on our author coaching services today. And now back to the interview. So what would you suggest other
0: than of course, reading your book uh, for somebody in this age group that is looking to, tackle life head on they're looking to do the best that they absolutely can but they recognize that mommy daddy might have sheltered them a little bit too much they might not be ready to like you know tackle the, the, the real world they might be dorming within a year or two and they might not know enough and at least now that they're listening to this they might know that they might need to get more information so how would you advise them I'm getting, I think,
1: you know, they need to start taking a look at life and saying, what can I start doing for myself? What can I take hold of? What can I take responsibility for? Mm -hmm. And it could start as small as they need to do their own laundry. Mm. You know, like we forget, like kids need to be able to do basic household chores as well. It gives them Mm self-confidence, you know, they need to be able to say like, okay, I need to be able to prepare my own lunch in the morning for school. I need to be able, when there's a problem with my teacher, for me to email and not ask my parents, what do I say in this email? You know, what can you start trying to do on your own? And it's okay if it's not perfect. And it's okay if it doesn't work at first. It's Mm -hmm. not supposed to be perfect, but it's how you learn.
0: Hmm. So So really taking a look,
1: really taking a look at what you can take on responsibility-wise.
0: And that'll help. Oh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Because you have to think about it when you're doing things for yourself. There's Mm -hmm. also a sense of really being proud of yourself. And developing your Mm self-esteem and being able to problem solve. And when you have those skills in place, when a problem comes at you, instead of going to an immediate anxious spot, you're like, oh, wait a second. I know how to do this. I can figure this out. I got this. Instead of shutting down, going, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to lay in bed. I can't deal with this. So it's really about developing the self-confidence and developing the skills to be independent.
0: Hmm. Oh, it's like doing a little bit at a time in order to gain that confidence that is so much needed.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to do everything overnight. It's a process. It's always a process. You're going to learn your whole life going to improve your whole life you know that's the goal but looking at what small changes you can make and even you know when it comes to daily habits what small changes can you make you know can you be drinking more water because it does impact your mental health dehydration mm. definitely plays a role you know can you start eating healthier can you start working out can you start sleeping better what can you take control of
0: wow that's actually very important Now that I think about it, it's like those small little things tied together. I remember listening to, uh, I forgot his name, an admiral talking about that if you just do your bed in the morning, that's going to give you the confidence to then like do a little bit more every other thing that you do throughout the day. But if you can't even do your bed, then you're you're not even going to have the confidence to do anything else throughout the day.
1: Yes, that whole concept of make your bed because it's your first accomplishment of the day. It's something to be proud of. It's like, yes, I did that. What's next?
0: Yeah. And it in a really
1: great mindsets. You know, like we can accomplish great things. We can mm-hmm. change the way our lives are. You know, we can have a more positive outlook, but we need to take steps. And those steps, they're daily habits that we need to implement. But yeah, people don't realize that if you're exhausted, mm-hmm. if you're not eating good food, If you're not hydrated, you are not going to feel good.
0: And now for the parents that are listening in and they're hearing their, you know, some of the things that their child might be doing or might be going through, and they're hearing what the child might need to do. What are things that the parent might need to do other than, of course, get mental health uncentered and and understand a little bit more? What else would you recommend the parents to do?
1: I think the parents also need to realize what are you doing for your child that your child can do on their own mm-hmm. and start shifting that responsibility. And listen, if that means their laundry is wrinkled and a mess and like those days they just run out of clean underwear, then that's okay. But if they're capable of doing their laundry, they need to be doing it.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's those
1: small steps. If you know, step back from their academics, especially come high school. Mm-hmm. If they need help, that's one thing in terms of if they're struggling, but you can't just be there reminding them when assignments are, you know, due. That needs mm. to be their responsibility at that point. And again, you're only setting them up to really struggle in college if you're going to constantly hover like this. Um, but parents also need to lead by example. You know, like parents should also be doing all of this stuff and creating a healthy home environment. right. And, you know, getting off their devices and connecting with kids. The kids really just want you to listen. Mm -hmm. But you have to be available to listen. Mm. So I always say, like, at night, check in. Just go sit down with them and be like, you know, how was your day? Tell me something funny that happened today. Tell me something that you just really hated today. And let them talk and let them lead the conversation. Kids will open up if you allow them a platform to do so.
0: And yeah, for those children who might not have uh, benevolent parents or they might not be around, are there specific communities or groups of individuals that you would recommend that they go to um, in order to have that kind of a conversation with somebody?
1: Yeah, I think the schools do have some really good resources. So checking in with your school guidance counselor, your school therapist, they're all there. These schools have these resources Mm -hmm. And they can connect you with what's right in your community because you're right. Some kids do not have these parents that are able to check in with them like this and they need somebody too. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really, you know, take a step back when you're in your own community and look at who may just need a smile from you, a help from you, something small, because you're going to make all the difference in the world, you know? If you see a kid, you know, at a baseball game, tell them, good job. You know, if their parent's not there, like try to step up a little bit. You know, we're all in this together.
0: So, so, so true. Wow. Like I'm having so much fun with mental health because it's, it's something that a lot of people don't put too much mind to because they, they sweep it under the rug because there's other pressing issues or they believe there's other more uh, pressing matters. And especially for young adults, for teen, it gets super swept under the rug because, you know, it's like you're a kid. You're you're feeling like you're on top of the world. This is like the moment in life where where you 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 break a bone, and like in two weeks you're like miraculously healed. You you think that you're you you know you're Superman without no kryptonite. You're gonna live forever. There's nothing wrong, but in reality, in your heads, like there's all these insecurities. There's these like ticking time bombs of you know somebody says something, I'm gonna explode because I have anxiety, and it could be due to a test, it could be due to my grandparents are, you know, sick or I may never see them again. You know, somebody close to the family just passed and I've got to go and, you know, go to their funeral. And I, I've never been told about uh, what it's like, you know, to see somebody die and all this stuff. Like, we never know what somebody else is going through. So it's so important, as you mentioned, to just say something as simple as, like, you know, good job. Because a lot of times you want to say something mean and like, oh, you don't even know how to play. da But you have no idea. Like, your words are so powerful that just encouraging that young individual to like keep pressing on, keep fighting, keep trying. That could be just the difference that is needed for the next generation to have the courage to keep trying.
1: Right, just be kind. It doesn't take much. Just be kind.
0: Just be kind and just listen. Carrie, thank you so much for for coming here and giving us all this amazing information for individuals who would totally like to support you where can they go to buy the book and uh, check you out?
1: My book is on Amazon. It's both in an ebook and um, a paperback, Mental Health Uncensored, 10 Foundations Every Parent Needs to Know. And they can also connect with me on Instagram at Carrie Cooper Holistic Therapy and on my website to get some information to Carrie Cooper Holistic Therapy.
0: Well, thank you so much. And you guys heard her. Check her out. Definitely support. Mental health is so important in today's day and in- day time especially now with everything going on we definitely need the capacity to help each other to understand each other listen to each other uh, but most importantly be there for each other so thank you for reminding us of how important that is Uh, other than that that's pretty much been a fantastic interview other than that like comment subscribe if you liked the episode take care and have a great rest of your day then
1: thank you